is this on? Enjoying my day off. <laughs> hey, we love days off. My one day off, just laying around. So, well, you know, I only I get two days off, I suppose, and I just spend them laying around myself. So, <laughs> we're not too different, you and I. No, we're not. <laughs> so you been? <sighs> ah, busy. Sounds like it. Yeah. Excuse me, Jesus. <laughs> Are you gonna keep that in the recording? <laughs> no, I gotta. I should write down like when uh-huh. start, and, like when stuff happens, so that way Beans can actually edit it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, dude, I can't do it today. Work's been fucking hell. I gotta, you know. I just can't do it today. And I was like, well, Gavin's in Cancun. Mm-hmm. You're not helping. Looks like I'm just doing my own thing today. Yeah. So. Ugh. But you work today, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seven to three. Oh. No, it's a it's a good life in Helica. <laughs> Do you like it? Yeah, most days. That's good. There's some days where it's just ridiculous. Mm. I, I always forget my air conditioner and just hates when I start recording. <laughs> um, I heard a couple weeks ago you got really drunk. That was last week. Oh, last week. Okay. Yeah. I got dummy drunk. That's what I heard. Did you start saying the Hail Mary? No, I didn't. Um, actually, I don't even think I got that drunk that night. Mm-hmm. So it was Katz's. We were celebrating Katz's birthday. I don't actually. Wait, it's today the 6th. Mm-hmm. I wish you got a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we had this conversation. <laughs> um, so, wait. You said you're out for Katz's birthday? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I'm out for Katz's birthday. And, um, you know, we're, we're just going to go out to the bar. And... I drank, like, a beer and a shooter before we went. Was like, well, you know, we all have some cash, so I'm not, like, super concerned about buying some, like, a couple drinks. And so it was me, Fox, Cats, (laughs) 
and one of Katz's friends. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, we'll be fine. And then we run in to, like, another one of Katz's friends. And he's like, oh, I'm buying y'all around. And I'm like, ah, sweet. Like, this is, this will be great. And the round was a shot of vodka and a shot of fireball. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> and then the other friend was like, all right, I'm buying the next drinks. What do you want? And I'm like, oh, well, my gosh. Know, d- double whiskey Coke. <laughs> so, you know, get through that. And then it was my turn to buy drinks. So I got myself a double, wh- another double whiskey Coke. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then... <laughs> Fox's turn was, it was Fox's turn to buy drinks, so he bought everyone else another shot of vodka. And then we left and went to the sandbar. Uh, okay. And then I had, I had a shark attack and probably like three more shots. This was all within like two or three hours. By oh the my way. goodness. Yeah, so I didn't have time to get drunk. <laughs> So I, yeah, I I woke up the next morning and like threw my guts out like yeah. four times. Yeah. Um. What happened? The only reason I knew about that was because Fox Snapchatted me that night. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and it was like a picture of like it was a really blurry picture of cats. And I knew you guys were at the sandbar. I didn't know you were there. But I knew him and Katz were there. And he just sent me a message that said, hope you're doing well. And it was just a picture, a blurry picture of Katz. I was like, okay. (laughs) And, um, you know, then the next, I just didn't respond. And then the next morning, he messages me, like, through the Snapchat chat. And he goes, what did I send you? I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> it was just a picture of cats, and he just said, "Hope you're doing well." He goes, "Oh, thank God." He's like, "I'm," he's like, "I'm glad it was nice," and I was like, "Yeah, it was." And he said, "Yeah, that- we had a rough night last night," and then he said, "Sam's throwing his guts out this morning." And I was like, <laughs> I, so my question to that is him saying, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> Is how many other people did he send stuff to? I don't know. Like, I have no idea because I feel like you can't. The snap he sent me, I feel like I guess you could send to like a few people, but like not to like you know. Like I feel like maybe that one is just to me. I have no idea. But I have only drunk snapped someone like one time. (laughs) I. Probably was since I my name starts with an A. I was probably just at the top, so he's like, "Oh, here's a few." Honestly, that's probably true. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it was funny though because it does. It, it was for me though, but like didn't know. What he, he probably did. just sent it to like the top part. He probably yeah. sent it to his favorites. Yeah, and he might be like the first person underneath. So like yeah. he just kind of went to you, and then he realized, oh, he snapped you, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. But then, like, it's just a normal thing. It's like not anything super weird. No, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm glad it was uh, something kind of normal. So, <laughs> oh Jesus. Well, yeah, that was it. Okay. <sighs> you and me need to talk about what we're gonna talk about. Okay. So. Ugh, so you've been on before, so I can't, I can't 
completely waste time with you telling us who you are. <laughs> All right. We'll re-intro you. Okay. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. We'll go with a uh, Brownsville update. Um, can you stop? Um, yeah, I don't, so, I mean, like, we've been busy, but I have, like, a couple of work updates, um, but really, nothing too crazy, nothing that takes you know, forever to talk about, but we'll just go over uh, big biggest work project. Okay. It doesn't have to be anything ground bait breaking or anything like that. <laughs> That's not to say that your work isn't groundbreaking and elegant. <laughs> I didn't want I don't I wanna make sure you know that I don't, you know, think that. <laughs> No, it's I'm not doing much. I have some things to talk about, but not nothing groundbreaking. Trust me. <laughs> All right, well, I'm cool with talking about that. <laughs> um, probably ask you. Um, um I do want to ask you about like. Your time at Missouri, time at Wisconsin, but I'm trying to think of where to put that. You can put it up front. That's kind of what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. So we'll college, UM, UW. Favorite experience <laughs> slash work. Oh, favorite. Get your update. Um, uh, now we got a rule of three. This so we got. Ah, I know. We'll ask you about your. Uh, no, I don't want to ask you about your future plans. That's bullshit. <laughs> Nobody knows. No, I, well, that's what I'm saying. Is I don't want you to like, you know, have to. That that that's bullshit. <laughs> it flows with like past, present, future. Yeah, that, it's bullshit. That's a bullshit question. I mean, um, Ethan's coming next week, so that's maybe some future. <laughs> Ooh, okay. We get a. I got it. I know what we'll do. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what it's called because I need a genuine reaction for what this All right. is. As long as I give you some help with some material, then yeah. I feel I feel useful. <laughs> well, you're very useful, Helica. We built this up. <laughs> we, well, we were building this episode around you, and then it completely fell to shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you and I showed up, and it'll it'll work. It'll yeah, I, it'll yeah, be fine. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, it'll get edited, and it'll go where it needs to go. So. <laughs> Do, 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 do. 
Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry to hear about Kyler. I know that was a little while ago, but. Yeah. No, you're good. <laughs> it was tough. I meant to send you, a, you know, just a message. and But I know you guys were kind of like, you know, dealing with that on your own. No, I, I get you. And I mean, there's so many people that like I was just talking to in general and like. Yeah. I, I, I know, I know you, so, like, I wasn't really expecting, like, anything from, from, if that makes sense, right? Well, I also didn't go to school with you guys either, so. Yeah. I well, mean, I, I know like... that can be kind of a weird situation, mm-hmm. because, like, I was talking to uh, Cal Ditto about it a little bit, because, like, I didn't know, like, if she was close at all with him, because, like, she was homeschooled and a grade behind. Oh, uh-huh. but like she, she knows a lot of the people who you know know Kyler. So I didn't know yeah. like there was some sort of weird shit there. So I was like asking about it, mm-hmm. and like she told me that like she just didn't like you know what I mean. It was one of those things where it was like she basically didn't know him and she didn't know what to do. Yeah, and like I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess for me, I did have some encounters with him like I did personally meet him and know him so I was like it still was like very sad especially the circumstance but I was also like well I'm not gonna I didn't know him well enough to like go take a spot at like the funeral or anything like I just yeah and I mean to be frank like you I'm not saying you live too far away but like the combination (laughs) of like distance yeah. and relation like yeah it's it's a that's a lot especially yeah. since it's a wednesday you're pretty much gonna have to burn like three days of work probably <laughs> yeah i just know ethan was really um he was i mean he did okay at first and then i was like is this actually settling in and then I know when he he's like uh, he's like I know when I see all the guys I'm gonna get really sad so I was like okay. yeah <laughs> I uh, but yeah yeah it was weird and I'm so it it's ironic in this sense for Ethan that like he's in Wamigo yeah <laughs> but everyone else isn't so Wamigo is ironically like just as isolated as like independence in like certain aspects yeah i could see that like his family is there and that's and that like that's a different dynamic and everything yeah but like from the sheer fact of like the guys being there Mm -hmm. for you in that moment like it's non-existent they don't like they don't live there yeah like trey's probably the closest thing and that's because he comes home every weekend yeah but like trey's not like me or hitch or wyatt or like those guys you know so i don't know and then i felt bad because like there's like this weird hierarchy within Mm -hmm. like that kind of group of guys hierarchy (laughs) is not the right word it's more of like a scale Mm mm-hmm but it's like, you know, Kyler is on one end where it's like, you know, Wyatt's there, Dalton's there, and like, yeah, Colton's yeah. there. And it's like the degrees of Kevin Bacon, if that makes sense. 
and so I, that yeah and so then when you go like, yeah yeah when you go out a degree it's like you know me and like I, I don't know who really comes out with me to be completely frank with you <laughs> but it's but, like me yeah. maybe like Cody Jackson but then like Ethan's kind of the next degree out where it's like he went to school with Kyler and he was really good friends with Kyler just like me but like I played the sports with Kyler and like yeah he hung out a lot like it Christie's yeah. house after that. Yeah. So, like, there's kind of, so, like, I know Marjorie said this, and I hope that Ethan didn't feel this way, but, like, there was just kind of this weird aspect of, like, those guys who were kind of in that inner circle were kind of doing their own thing, and, like, Ethan was kind of just getting left out because he wasn't, like, in the center circle, if that makes sense. Mm. Or at least that's how Marjorie was seeing it, and I felt mm-hmm. bad about that. I don't think he's ever really felt that way, though, because he's always had, like, you or, like, um, uh, Gavin and, you know, like, I don't think he's ever felt that way. But I definitely know what you mean because, I mean, like, I've known you all for so long that him and Kyler were not exactly close. Like, Kyler yeah. and Eli, Kyler and Eli were, like, I knew them as super close because that's when they were at Hutch. and. Yeah. And, like, I know Colton Hitch was a lot closer. I know Wyatt was closer. Um, and that's what he kind of – that's what I always knew. And that's what he kind of re-explained when this all happened. So, like, he was definitely sad because, like, he knew him and they were friends. But he definitely had to – I mean, he wasn't – I mean, there was a distance there. I mean, he wasn't, like, best – not, like – it's not, like, oh, when we go out to the lake, who are we going to invite to hang out because – you know, like, we, he just wasn't yeah. close to them, to him. Uh, no, and, this, like, that's kind of point. the same thing as me. Mar- yeah. Marjorie was just concerned that, like, he was kind of getting left out, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, does she mean, like, recently or back in high school? No, 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 no. Back, like, back when everyone came back. Like, basically, oh. that, basically that weekend after Kyler passed. I like, He before- hung out with you guys, though, I thought. No, he he did. I invite. I made sure to invite him to everything. Yeah, he said you guys just put stuff in the group message, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, he was looking for. All he told me was he's like, yeah, everybody's coming home this weekend, and so he kind of just like waits to see how everywhere, like everybody's gonna, what everybody else is gonna do, because he's already there. So it's not like he has to. <laughs> yeah. Mean, yeah. No, for real. Um. But I knew he was going to Colton's, right? Colton's mom's. Yeah, we had that thing there. Yeah, and that's when... <laughs> and I knew that. I mean, he would, he told me all that. But also, I was, like, watching the weather. And I was like, yeah, you guys are going to have a tornado warning real quick. And then they there finally warned it. <laughs> there were two right by Wamigo. Yeah. I know. I was like, I don't know what you're doing. Or I was like, I don't know if you guys are outside, but because I asked him, I said, where are you going to be? What are you doing? Because I already knew, like, early in the day, I was like, it's going to get bad. Like, what are your, let me know what your plans are. And and so I told him, I said, make sure you're in a place that has a basement. And he's like, we'll be at Colton's mom's house. I was like, okay, well, just, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I kind of had been watching it and I kind of saw it, like, spin up and they hadn't warned it yet. So your guys' sirens hadn't gone off yet. I don't but, think the sirens ever went off, but that's because we were in Wabunzi County, so, you know. That's what he said. He's like, I don't think we heard the sirens go off. And I was like, 
what? And he goes, well, we were in Wabunzi County. I was like, oh my gosh, no wonder. Yeah. But, well, yeah. It was ironic because, like, I don't think the tornado even went by, like, us, like, where we were. Mm-hmm. It definitely um, went towards the town, though. Yeah, it was more towards the town. Yeah. That bubble saved it, man. That it didn't land, like, a mile, like, one of them landed, like, a mile north or one of them landed, like, a mile east or something. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was something like that. It was, there was one... That was a little south of town, I think. They had, like, a storm report of, like, some power lines down, I think, south of town. And so I was like, oh, no. But it really wasn't that close to you. I mean, yeah, not really. But, yeah, I was worried about you guys. And I was, like, trying to call him and get a hold of him. And I was like, just stay down there. Said it's not done yet. I was like, do not leave. And because they issued another one. And so, I mean, I don't really know exactly what happened. He said he listened to me, but who knows? No, <laughs> I <did>. don't know. <laughs> I think the worst thing that would have happened is we went back upstairs, but, like, the basement, like, you know, is... Yeah. the ba- You've been to you've been the yeah. house, right? Yeah. And that's where yeah, you guys you usually back- are, is the basement. Yeah. I mean, you go, you go back upstairs to go to the kitchen, and you're about, like, two feet away from the stairs to go back downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, and honestly, it's like hail is like the biggest concern at that point. I just didn't know what you got. Like, I just didn't know how windy it was and stuff. Like, it's hard when I'm not there. If I was there, I think it'd be different. But I just wasn't there. So I was like, I don't know what's really happening. This is all I see from like radar. And I was home. So it's not like I was at work. So I just had what I had available on my phone. I was like, oh. Cursed with knowledge. Yes. I was like. Uh, I was awake because that's when the Andale tornado happened. And, um, you know, my friend Ashley, remember Ashley? She mm-hmm. she missed it by, like, a mile or two. Like, it missed oh, her house. Wow. Yeah. So, she, like, sent me videos and stuff. And I was, so I was just, like, yes. I was, like, working but not working and not getting paid for it. But I was very worried about you all that day. So. Well, I appreciate it. Did yeah. you see that video of the guy taking a video of the tornado like as it's coming towards his house yeah i think so i yeah i saw a bunch of videos like that yeah he like is taking this video and it's not going like it's literally like just getting bigger yeah and then like the funniest part was he his fence just disappears yeah dies and he like goes and closes the door like shuts off his camera just like I I don't think I would have closed the door. I think I would have just ran. Yeah. Like what's at that point your door's not gonna do shit. <laughs> Glass door too. That really isn't doing anything. Oh no. Uh-oh. Um yeah. I was gonna ask you something. But now I can't remember what it was. Hmm. What was I gonna ask you? Mm, was it about that day? No, it wasn't about that day. It it was like something kind of off topic. No, oh. like I I think you had said something that made me think of something that made me want to ask something else, but I cannot remember <laughs> what it was. Well, if you remember it, you can just throw it in there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 I. What the fuck that was?
Ah, Eli appreciates my birthday wishes. <laughs> He's one of the only people I remember uh, his birthday. Mm-hmm. Like one mm-hmm. of the only ones. It's really only because we took a trip together during his birthday and got mm-hmm. sick as fuck smoking cigars. <laughs> now you'll never forget. Nope. Until <laughs> I get uh till I get grandma's dementia. Yeah, then then you might. I don't know. Add on some football concussions, I'm sure uh <laughs> I'm sure that'll progress pretty swimmingly. <laughs> God, I was in a uh, I was getting a chocolate shake yesterday because like, I'll just get a chocolate every time that I go and like like most Sundays I'll get like some ice cream like after dinner mm-hmm. because so I went to go get one and I like went to order and I literally like couldn't say the words correctly <laughs> like it, I literally like tried to say it twice and then just was like ah words hard and like repeated it correctly and you could tell the person like at Sonic was just like what the fuck <laughs> they're like are you okay <laughs> no I'm not okay <laughs> like just give me a moment it's a Sunday <sighs> <sighs> yeah okay okay I think I've stalled long enough to where after we do our sit down I can then put this link out because we're, I I don't know if you saw my tweet, but uh, we're we're doing call, I'm doing calls <laughs> I after did. this, so yeah. uh, you can stick around for any amount of that if you want. Um, <laughs> but we'll we'll see if anyone actually takes the bait. Maybe yeah, you might get some interesting. You might be careful what you wish for. I can always end this recording at any point. <laughs> 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 what are they gonna do? That's true. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Oh, um, who's sponsoring today's video? <laughs> Last week, it, actually, Matt Shear paid us twenty five dollars to make fun of Colton's hairline for her ad. That's pretty steep. I knew he paid something, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, he gave us $25, so he Venmoed each of us $8, and he's sending Beans a, like, physical dollar that he can frame as our first dollar. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so extra. I that Yeah, that's the point. Um, that's so funny. Oh, I, I know exactly. I, I got a question for you that's going right in here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hope you have an answer for this. I'm not expecting you to have an answer for this. Ooh. <clears throat> um. Shit, Nelica. Um. National Weather Service.
I have to write some stuff down. Sorry about that. I hear that. You're going. I heard you. I was like, oh, I'll give a moment. <laughs> um. I want to make sure I get this reference correct. That's not what I wanted. I can't remember. Wow. That is... I'm trying to look up a quote and, like, I typed it. I guess... It's kind of, it's kind of expletive. So, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. one sec. So I like typed in the expletive portion, and it like was trying to send me to like some porn site. And I was oh like, no. yes, perfect. Wait, do you have a sponsor for today's segment? Yeah, making it the National Weather Service. <laughs> a government agency. Yep they they didn't pay us, so we'll make it. So we'll make fun of them. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, shit. I guess it's time to start. Okay. Okay. In, in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flyover State Sports Show. Except it's not the Flyover State Sports Show this time, as I am the only person from our group that has decided to show up for recording today. Therefore, this episode will be called the Flyover State Sam Show. It's my show, and I'm joined today by former longtime guest, Angelica Surya. Thank you so much, Angelica, for coming today and not making this a complete <laughs> disaster of an episode. <laughs> I'm happy to help out, Sam. Happy to be here. <laughs> well, I tell you what, since it's just me and you, you're an honorary co-host today, you know? Yay. That's what I would say. I am honored, really. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I'm well, going to put folks, this on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that probably won't get you anywhere nowadays. You know, hiring is so kerfuffled with all the inflation and everything. <laughs> God, life sucks now. I know. But it's okay because we're living it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I tell you what, everyone, today is going to be a little bit different of a show. We're going to... Have some fun with Angelica, talk about some of her experiences, talk about what she's working on, and maybe throw in a couple of jabs here or there about other stuff. (laughs) And then we're going to open the phone lines live. That's right, live radio. That's going to come out tomorrow. So it's not live (laughs) radio, but you get it. And this show will either be a complete disaster or maybe the greatest thing you've ever heard on not live live radio. So, I want to say, if you guys are excited for the show today, please consider commenting on the pod, rating the pod, and following us on Twitter at underscore, underscore, F3S. That's all capitals, underscore, underscore, F3S. 
Well, Helka, today's I got to announce the sponsor. We didn't get paid this week, unfortunately. So uh, we only have a fake sponsor today. But today's <laughs> episode is sponsored by the National Weather Service. Right about the weather 60% of the time, every time. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Stole that right from Anchorman. <laughs> you can tell all the effort that's being put into this episode, everyone. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Helica. I know that you've been on it, I believe, twice, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, you know, I, I'd like to think that we have new viewers. I, I can't tell you if that's <laughs> true or not, but we're going to pretend that we do. Yeah. Right? Okay. So I want you to reintroduce yourself. You know, you're the real Slim Shady, so how about, you know, a little bit of who you are, what you do, and all that sort of all that sort of jazz. Yep. Um, I'm Angelica. I used to live in Topeka, Kansas, and... Um... That's how I met all these wonderful Wamigoans. And, um, but now I live in Brownsville, Texas. I work for the National Weather Service as a meteorologist. Oh, thanks and... for the sponsor. <laughs> That's right. The non-sponsor sponsor. And um, it is, um, I've been here a little over a year now. And I, uh, fun fact, I have a dog and her name is Mila. And she doesn't like anybody. And she especially hates Jacob Katz. So. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't. Oh, no, I can see that. I think I remember that, actually, now that you mentioned Yeah. That. She's. Yeah. Does Mila really hate everyone now? I thought Mila liked me. Mm, sure. This is... <laughs> she's, she's very guarded. She's an introvert. So. She... <laughs> Damn. I just feel. This has rocked my world in Helica. <laughs> I, I tell you what. Before we get into it, I just got to say. You know who the worst dog is? Your, your boyfriend's dog, Lucy, at the specifically at the lake between the oh. hours of six in the morning and eight in the morning. Six, yeah, she's super hyper. Specifically when I'm sleeping on the couch right next to where her kennel is. Mm, yeah, that's uh, I wouldn't recommend that because you will have yeah, you, she will wake you up. Yeah, that that you know that's always what ends up happening. You know, long long night of drinking at the lake and. Early rising due to due to Lucifer at the time. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good thing Ethan doesn't really sleep in anyway. So, <laughs> oh man, I <laughs> she's she's a lot. She's she, hyper. She is hyper. Does she still bite like a piranha? I uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, uh, my buddy and Danielle's boyfriend Ethan uh, has a chocolate lab that just is horrible to be around if you're a finger. <laughs> um, that that dog loves to nip. It'll go like... I don't know if you can hear that, but that's about what it sounds like. You know, permanent <laughs> teeth damage. Permanent <laughs> finger damage, too. She's she's very nice. She's very social, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Super, super nice dog. Yeah. <laughs> too active at 6 to 8 in the morning and really loud biting. He keeps Weird. thinking she'll grow out of it, so we'll see. <laughs> well, don't you have to train her to grow out of it? You know, I said the same thing, but, you know. <laughs> well, that means, well, you know, you are the girlfriend, so that means that you're right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that also means he was never going to listen, so. No. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, you know, Anelica, I think uh, one of the things that I wanted to do was kind of pick your brain about what, led you to this moment what led you to brownsville texas i i know you personally 
<laughs> and I know that you went to the University of Missouri for your undergrad and the University of Wisconsin for your uh, master's. Am mm-hmm. I correct in that? Yep. Ah, good. My research department did their job. <laughs> um, so I kind of wanted to pick your brain about some of the stuff that you did at U of M, at UW. What were kind of some of your favorite things you did there curricular-wise? And then, you know, maybe just a little bit of extracurricular, you know, some fun <laughs> stuff you did up in them schools. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, well, my first school I went to was Hutch, remember? Oh, yeah. Um, can't, ragging can't up. For, yeah, can't forget that. Um, Go drags. Yeah. Go drags. Roll drags. Um, that's kind of where I met some of y'all, too, is at Hutch. But... Yep, first school was Hutch, so uh, ran cross country and track there. That's where I met Ethan, anyway. Um, and then, yep, fast forward to University of Missouri. I had to transfer because you can only stay at Hutch for two years, you know. Well, you could stay more, but <laughs> you don't want to stay more than two. <laughs> wouldn't years. recommend. <laughs> um, yep, University of Missouri in Columbia. Um, they had a meteorology program that was pretty good. So, otherwise, I would not have gone out of state but um yep went to u of m and um it was all good and dandy until ethan went to ku and then you know border war border war i yeah um but yeah no mizzou was fun um let's see the i was just you know getting immersed in the meteorology classes for the first time but um I joined meteorology club like the little nerd that I was and I made a lot of really cool friends so um the classes were tough what did you do in meteorology club like what do you you do in meteorology club (laughs) you just like (laughs) I don't know you we did a little fundraiser for hurricane harvey victims and okay yeah we like went to a couple talks like you can get like, I don't know, just a couple people who already have jobs in weather and figure out how they got there. And, you know, it's kind of like networking for like undergrads a little bit. But um, we made really cool T-shirts. So that was cool. Uh, oh. We Yeah, we participated in a mud volleyball tournament. We lost, but. Um, yep. <laughs> Our name was called the Hail Spikes. So very. The recently. Hail Spikes. Yeah. I got, I got you. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, the classes were tough, but um, I have to say they um, since I turned 21 at Mizzou, I did actually wait till I was like 21 to drink because, yeah, I'm awesome. Yeah, I'm I follow the rules. (laughs) And um, that's too bad. I know. I had no fun in high school, I know. Um, well, I mean, I did the same thing in high school. I didn't drink till I got to college, but you totally missed out on the, uh, like, you know, three years I well, At Hutch, it was hard because I was training so much, and, and you can ask anybody who went to Hutch, like, the police were, like, bad there. Like, they busted all sorts of parties all the time. Um, I mean, we had a few, like, cross-country parties, but, like, I just, I never drank. Um... But so, so Hutch is a fun sucker is what I'm hearing. Yes, yeah. Or used That's to wild. be it probably what, still is, but what's the point of community college if you can't, you know, get drunk at community college? I I know. I mean you know, I I can't really say. <laughs> I can't I can't say. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, so I definitely waited to have more of my fun like till like I got to the bigger universities and on it like I wasn't on scholarship to run anymore either so I was like okay I kind of like breathe a little bit um so 
yeah, so those were some of my like curricular, you know, I had Exploits. met those people, whatever. But then like my friends that I met through meteorology and stuff, we would go out. Um, and that was really fun because they had um, Thursday Thursdays. So it was like $5 bottomless. So you like what? paid $5 cover and then $5 to go in and then you could drink as much as you wanted till midnight. That's bullshit. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I I want that. Yeah, it was. I um, the Lord has done for others and wish it for yes. myself. I know. Yes. Except like, like I said, I didn't really drink that much. So when we went out, That's I had a bad deal for you then. Yeah, I had like <laughs> uh, vodka cranberries and I had like three, maybe more. I don't recall. Oh, no, and... you don't recall. <laughs> No, and we walked there, so we had to walk back home, and after that, and I do remember going up to the bartender, and I was like, another one, and he's like, it's after midnight, and I was like, another one. (laughs) I was like, no, it's not. (laughs) So I was drunk. Uh, You you should have told him it wasn't midnight in the uh, mountains. Yeah, I was like, "Um, only in central time, (laughs) but... Yeah, that was the first night I ever like actually puked from drinking. And um I, I, I did remember that last week. Yeah, yeah, that was last week for you. That, that just means you're Ugh. getting old. Um Dude, I'm so but... washed. So washed. <laughs> but twenty one year not even twenty one, like twenty year old Sam, like if you saw me last week, <laughs> would would be so pissed. So disappointed. Yeah. I heard you don't get sick, and then I was like, Well, I don't know, because <laughs> Heard he did get sick. <laughs> um, but I, I yeah. can't say I got sick. I just threw everything up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I happened to me like that night. So I that's probably like one of my favorite memories. Another one other memory from there that was extracurricular was um uh, was homecoming. And Ethan came down from ho- for homecoming. And um so all my friends we like hung out. We didn't actually go to the football game because, you know, Mizzou football is trash. It's just painful to watch. Um, but <laughs> if you watch Mizzou football, that's probably, like, you know, the greatest That's true. It's a great show on turf. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he came up for that. And I remember we all just got really drunk. And then, well, my friend Nick didn't. He was going to drive us. He's like, okay, like, now what? And we're like, Chick-fil-A. And so for some reason, we all climbed in the car. And I, like, had to sit on the floor on the passenger seat. <laughs> so that was not the first time I've been like, like shoved How into tall are you again? Four eleven. Four eleven. I I did. I was gonna say under five foot, but I didn't want to like you know say that and be wrong. No, you'd be right. Um. So I really. So in several situations, not just there, but also like in Lawrence and stuff. I've definitely been like, okay. You're going to sit down here, and we're going to go to the bar. I'm like, okay. Like, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's really easy to transport you in Ellicott, you know, being 4'11". Yeah. You're really 4'11"? Yeah, 4'11 like, and a half, but what? yeah. I don't buy that. Yeah, I'm five foot. I, um, I, haven't, I haven't seen you in a while, so I can't – because, like, that makes you almost the same height as my mom, and, like, I just don't see it. But Yeah, like, no, I am, and Gavin, because Gavin's tiny, so – Gavin is really small. <laughs> I wish he was on here to hear that, but um, he will. Well, he'll, he'll probably listen to it, maybe. You know? <laughs> we can only hope, you know. We can um, only maybe Sarah, hopefully Sarah's listening to you. Know, yeah. Of his <laughs> I, um, I can't really say anything. I'm like 5'8", 
five nine, so you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was that was fun from like Mizzou and stuff. But I, I do have one more Mizzou question. Yes. How many times did you go to White Castle in Columbia? Ew, zero. What? what? The... Oh, no. what? No way. No, no way. way. No, no, that stuff's gonna like ruin my digestive system. Like that would not sit well. I I'm not okay. And Helico, the fuck? Come on. <laughs> it's White that... Castle. You 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 never wanted to just go for the fun of it. You know, like Harold and Kumar. It. Oh no. What? And to be fair, the one that I think you're talking about is like all the way across town. Well, I, we, like, we went we went on a float trip. You're you're uh Ethan can speak to well, Ethan wasn't in the car with us, but we 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 come we were coming back from a float trip and we saw it and we ate it and it was delicious. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe there's some optimism there that maybe I should try it next time. I, I can't believe you spent two you spent two years in Colombia, right? Yeah, you, yeah. You you spent what is that seven hundred and whatever whatever three sixty five times two is. Yeah, over six hundred days there. And well, what, it'd be three sixty seven twenty. You spent seven hundred and thirty potentially seven hundred thirty one, depending on if you were there during a leap year <laughs> days in Colombia, and you said nah. Yeah. Not not even like I, I'm disappointed. I almost want to end this interview right now. Oh <laughs> but we'll look past it. We'll, we'll sure move on. plenty of cheese at UW. Yes. Yeah, UW. I definitely had more fun. I think yes, please um... tell it please <laughs> trash on the University of Missouri for us and tell us why Wisconsin is so much better. Well, it's hard because like I did like UW better, but it also got ruined by COVID. So like all the fun that the more fun like I could have had and then like I just didn't get to because COVID sucked I mean sucked for everybody but um, uh, yeah um no UW, UW is really fun that's when I actually got to do research for my master's work and I was my advisor's first student and she is super duper awesome she's I I owe a lot to her and um so she helped fund my way through my master's and um Help me get some scholarships, and she is amazing. Um, so that was really cool. I learned so much there. Like, there's so not that I mean, Columbia had plenty of smart people, but um, you know, Madison, it was like a whole. It's like next step up. Um, you know, it's like people were super duper smart. I was like a sponge. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Um, but grad school, you know, was no joke there. But it was really fun, and I met a lot of cool people, and I have friends from both or all three of the schools I went to till this day, um, even though we're not um, physically, you know, locality close, like I still talk to them all every once in a while. Um, but yeah, UW was amazing, you know, mostly because she's heard some beer. I don't know what more you need. And, <laughs> um, it was so fun. But I'm going to tell you what, though, those kids can party up there. Like, I never that's, seen anything that's like That's what I've heard. And yeah. It, it, is it true that it just gets so cold in the winter there's nothing to do except drink and eat cheese? Yeah, but, like, I had a friend who's from um, the Milwaukee area, and they just would go have, like, lake parties, as in, like, the her, the lake by her house would freeze over, and they would just go and, like, get a bunch of beer and, like, set it in some snow on the lake, and that would be their cooler, and they would just, like, get lawn chairs and start a fire, and it would all be good because the lake's so frozen, you know, it's like. Just had a little party out there. 
Yeah, yeah. anyone ever take the ice fishing? No, but I saw a lot of people ice fish. I don't think I have the patience, but it's cold out there. <laughs> but I, I, always... I know it's cold out there, and you yeah. know, I, I know that I'm not built different like that. Like, I, I guess I can't speak for you, but I, I don't like the cold that much. It was freezing. Like, there's, you know, excited to take my dog out in the mornings, and it, it sometimes it'd be like negative eight Fahrenheit like negative 10 like um there's like I put on like three layers of pants and two coats and a hat and it just hits different like it hurts like my eyelashes would start to freeze like it was freezing there um literally and uh my dog did not care for that because she's mixed with chihuahua and that was just too cold for her (laughs) it was too cold she would not go to the bathroom outside but to be fair like the snow like actual snowfall, not like when they would, you know, put it all in a pile. Actual snowfall, like we could have fifteen inches on the ground at any time. So oh that's way God. that's like way taller than her. So no, that is she'd be in the snow. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a little over a foot. So she, yeah, so she she hated it, but it was so pretty when it snowed. I loved it, and I, I know, like I know, I'd said to you guys multiple times, like to a few of you, I was like, I want you guys to come up, like it'd be really fun, and like I really genuinely meant that meant that because I know y'all would have like a great time but you know of course COVID ruined my college experience and I never got to have a graduation ceremony or anything I had to defend my thesis online and it was kind of sad but I know that happened to a lot of people but um since it's my master's you know you get hooded and everything and so that was like really robbed for me and um that sucked but the perks of that, I guess, is I got to move back home and got to hang out with cats and Ethan more. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but still, it was it was um, it made I it was really sad because there were so many other things I wanted to explore in that area and just couldn't because, you know, yeah. like you know how it went. It's like oh, you went on spring break and you're like oh, we're going back. Oh, two <laughs> never weeks did. later, three weeks later, never did. So that was really crappy. But I. Yeah, I know that was bad for everyone. I, I do feel really bad for you, though, because, I mean, that, I mean, you know, a lot of people get their undergrad, and I'm not, like, discounting, like, people getting their undergrad or anything, but, like, as a fellow graduate student, it was yes. really important. I, I didn't really want to walk for my undergrad, necessarily. Yeah. But, like, I really did for my graduate degree, because, mm-hmm. like, that that made me feel, you know, like, I got a big-ass dick flying all over the ring you know what I'm saying? Like, I, was, I was hanging low as same say. yeah same and I wanted to strut my stuff yeah but yeah I, I don't know that just stunk that stunk for a lot of people and just stunk a lot in general mm-hmm. yeah no it definitely did and then of course you know I still had to, like pay my rent and stuff even though I wasn't there you know that was another whole other issue I mean but so just yeah for multiple reasons it was just like uh but I just had so much fun in the year that I was able to be there. And the summers are amazing. Like, I didn't say for the whole summer I'd go home. But when I was there for a little bit, it, they were just so beautiful. And so I highly recommend going to Madison, Wisconsin. Just, you know, a little vacay. Just, it's a cool place. Lots of beer. Lots well, of cheese curds. Shit, Ellie. <laughs> How about, you know, maybe next year? I'm telling you what. Might as well, you, you've convinced me i'm i'm ready you know maybe not next year i i i don't know i gotta like i only got like 10 vacation days i wish i had more vacation <laughs> days. 
I would just take multiple, you know, summer vacations. I know. It's, we, we, we've yeah. been talking about going to Boston for like two years now, and it's kind of one of those things where it's like, ah, I, you know, trying to, you know us, we can't play in Jack Diddley. No, not unless it's to Jersey, then, you know. That that barely, we barely planned any of that. All we did <laughs> was buy the plane tickets. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So it's already mostly planned for you. Exactly. Um, I, but... I do have a question about Wisco. Yeah. In the one year you were there, mm-hmm. craziest outfit you ever saw in the cold? Um, I have to say it mostly goes to the women up there. Those girls are fearless. They would be out there like, I remember I heard this like story, this like news story, which I don't know if it's true or not. But like my friends told me that like some girls got frostbite because they wouldn't wear, they would wear like shorts or a skirt or a short dress for like, you know, formals or whatever. And they wouldn't wear any tights or anything or any boots. What? No, no. But and why? So like the motto was like, if you're cold, then you just need to drink more. Like that's literally what they said. Everybody, everybody said that. <laughs> yeah. But like some girls got frostbitten because you wait in line to get into like the clubs and the bars and they would just be out there and like no coats because like you don't dare wear a puffy coat into the bar like. You know, but it would be like zero or below at night. And those girls would be, I mean, they're honestly brave. Like I did not do that, but brave and stupid, you know, brave and stupid, brave, stupid and drunk, the perfect combination. Yeah. So I'd have to say like those kind of themed parties, the sororities would have or fraternities and then the the costumes those girls would wear. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. I said, I'd have to say like a dress in like zero or negative degree weather was like the craziest thing I've ever seen. But those striped overalls they wear at Camp Randall are also pretty kind of like pretty awesome, but also kind of ugly. But you know, those are- uh, you know, it's college stuff. It's, it's college. <laughs> it, it's it's tradition. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So, some people thought that was fly in like the 19 like 30s or something. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so that was probably like the craziest thing. So I, I do want to kind of get also into some of your research at Wisco. Like, what was kind of the big thing you did research on there? Um, so it was, well, I, yeah, I'm trying to think how to simply put it. It was called, like. Appreciate okay, it. Yeah, it was called, like, um, how to kind of determine cyclone tracks based on like teleconnection patterns and it was for like sub-seasonal to seasonal time scale so like what that means is like whenever it usually whenever it rains or we get a colder warm front uh that's usually from a what's called extra tropical cyclone so that's just a low pressure system you know uh, is really what it's called so and it's just using um using kind of a tracking algorithm and uh kind of comparing it to teleconnection patterns which it's just <laughs> it's those patterns are just more large scale patterns so how a large scale pattern and within the atmosphere as um affects you know uh low pressure systems that travel across the united states so okay. the simplest way to put it well, um, was because... that the thing that i was helping you with that one time Mm. Or is that something completely different? I don't even I think that was helping me actually interview for a job. Oh, okay. Or, no, no, you're right. No, you're right. You helped me. So, at different stages of... I listened. I don't think I helped. (laughs) 
<laughs> at different stages of my thesis project, I was in a research group. So we had to present on like our current findings or where you're at now. And so just kind of like to check in. So I think one of those times I did have to present some stuff. So I kind of like uh, presented for you and to see if like it was quick and concise and what it needed to be and stuff. So, but I do think that I had a presentation. So for a couple of my interviews for my jobs, they wanted you to do presentations. And one of them was in regards to the research I was already doing. And I think that's the one I ran by you. Like it had to be like, they're very strict about the time limit, like only five minutes. Oh yeah. That's, that's what it was. I remember that. Yeah. So I think I, I think I used you multiple times for help um, just to kind of like listen and see what you thought because you don't need to know what I'm talking about to know if like I'm being articulate or getting to the point or if it made somewhat a sense, you know, you could follow the story. So it's like, I just, I just need a friend to like give me feedback. So thank you. Oh, you no are problem. part of my success story. <laughs> hey, let's go. And- <laughs> Was that interview for the job you currently have? Yes or no? Yes. Let's go. Let's go. I <laughs> helped. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you did. So, yes. But, yeah, so I did have to present, uh, you know, multiple times on that topic. It's just, you know, the final product I really had to do um, over Zoom last July. It's almost been a year now that oh, I Jesus. defended my thesis, which was nerve-wracking but um yeah so that's a little bit of my research just like in the gist of it I had to learn python and learn how to code up um a tracking algorithm for those cyclones and um things like that but and it's mostly just from there like once you have the data just putting stats over it and like what does this mean and things like that so you know how that goes the devil I hate (laughs) python so much yeah, I used to as well, but a lot of um, a lot of the tools and forecasting things that we use at work now, under the hood, it's all Python stuff. So it's Great. like, if, yeah, I know. So it's like if you want to make changes or there's certain updates we have or uh, certain things that we use, you have to code them in Python and update it through there. I was like, ew. ew. <laughs> Well, I, I feel bad for you. I feel bad that my help has subjected you to more Python. <laughs> I know. Great. I, like, have a really good paying job, and I love it, but, ugh, Python. Ugh, Python? Uh. Oh. Pass. Pass. <laughs> well, well, speaking of your good paying job that you love, mm-hmm. so you are now and have been for a year, as you said, in Brownsville, Texas, working for the National Weather Service, and I guess kind of one of my questions is, you know, What's your favorite part of your job? And like, you know, a lot of people when they think, ah, National Weather Service, just weatherman stuff. Like, I mm-hmm. trying to go into like why you're not just a weatherman. <laughs> yeah. First off, because I'm a woman, so I'm not a man. Okay. Yeah. Weather woman, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, that's right, Sam. Um, is, is the correct term nowadays weather person? It's actually, I prefer meteorologist, but. Okay, yeah. You yeah. know, I guess I could have just, you know, done the technical term. But, but then we to get this fun exchange in Helica. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. So, what, yeah. So, a lot of people don't know that we have, like, a lot of partners that we work with. And what I mean by that is, like, emergency management, like, police department, uh, law enforcement, and just, like, um, school districts. And 
uh, other businesses here or there, um, you know, we help out with that too. So especially during hurricane season and stuff, we had like a hurricane preparedness conference that we, that we did had like a week or so ago where we do meet up with the partners, which is everybody just listed and more um, and kind of make sure like where everybody's on the same track for this year and um, things like that, just kind of touch base with them. But we do use these people for like storm reports and stuff. We'll call like a fire department and say, Hey, we see that it's hailing over your city. What kind, what kind of hail are you seeing or like um, things like that. So it's just the relationships that we build with the community, I think is super important, but not a lot. I haven't done a lot of that yet because of like COVID, you know, we're just kind of coming out of all that. So we're going to do more outreach events and more um, conferences. And that's the part I really like is kind of getting you know gaining trust within the community and knowing that people can come to us for personalized weather forecasts for like um you know how um when we go has the fourth of july you know all that stuff they do at the fair and then the the fireworks itself well i'm pretty sure i can't exactly confirm but i'm almost positive that the topeka national weather service does do uh, decision support services is what it's called for that event. I'm almost positive, but I, oh. I'm not hundred percent sure. I so, have no idea. Yeah. So that's what we'll do. We'll do decision support services for certain events. And so we'll just kind of like give a little forecast for the day, like days leading up to it. Like we gave forecasts for Memorial day for South Padre Island um, for the police department and just, things like that. So that's a lot of things. Like we do some personalized forecasts and people don't really see that side of like people can call us at any time because we're literally there 24-7. Call us at any time and ask for help or ask any question that you may have. And um, so we work a lot for the people and with the people, but you mostly just see broadcast meteorologists doing that, but we also do that. So. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, then I got a question for you then right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why does it rain so much in Independence? <laughs> it rains so much here in Helica. I can't believe it. Maybe, maybe it's cursed. I don't know. That's. <laughs> I my my uncle told me it like forms over Wichita and rolls into Independence. I can't accept that as an answer. I don't think so because Independence is up. South of Kansas City, right? No, we're talking Southeast Kansas Independence. Oh, not Independence oh. Mo, Independence Kansas. We're talking like copy bullshit. Oh, that's right. Okay, now I'm just getting my bearings. Um, no, I honestly think like the Ozarks. Like, also, I know you're not like that close to the Ozarks, but you're pretty close to Missouri, aren't you? Oh yeah, I'm like probably about an hourish away, hour, hour and a half away from Missouri. I'm only like two and a half hours away from like Bentonville, Arkansas. Oh, okay. I know they get quite a bit of rain down there. Um, so honestly, it's probably just, um, it's probably has something to do with like where like the, the larger air masses are sitting. I mean, I mean, that's why Oklahoma gets so much severe weather is just because you have a warm, moist air mass hitting a cooler air mass that kind of sips up north. So it's like they're in the perfect spot to get severe weather. You're probably just in like a perfect little little area where you just always get rain. But I mean, there's probably some truth to that. Any severe weather, anything that like forms over Wichita or even in the Dodge City area, 
you know, if it sticks together and moves east, um, it may lose some of that se- severity and just turn to rain. <laughs> so, well, I, I mean, I'm also only about 20, 30 minutes away from Oklahoma, so that might just be what it is. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good stuff that happens in Oklahoma. Um, but yeah, so you're you should be lucky, but that you're getting so much rain. But honestly, maybe it's an above average year for you this year. I don't know. I I, I, I don't, don't either. I, I know we got more snow here than we were supposed to. Mm-hmm. Like we, we got a lot of snow. It canceled school here for like three days. Oh, maybe it really wasn't even that bad of snow. <laughs> Yeah. Um, except, except the the road the road crews are bad. Yeah, like, it's it's so it's a it's a smaller town, isn't it? it it's two thousand bigger than Wamigo. Oh well, I don't count. I mean, like Wamigo's very small. Um, but they probably just don't have like the resources to like <laughs> clean up after it. But I mean, it it could have been an above average year for you guys. Like I know Wichita just got a bunch of rain last week. Or, yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's just above average, and that could have to do with like La Nina and El Nino stuff. But um, uh, La Nina is typically, I think, for the Central Plains, I typically think you guys get above average rainfall, but I can't quite remember. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's just been a pretty active year this year with like severe weather and stuff, especially for like Kansas, um, which. You know, so maybe it's just this year because you've only been there a year, right? Five months. Oh, you've We're, only been there five months. Yeah, I've only been there five months. We're working with a very small sample size, you know. <laughs> that I was gonna say. I was like, then you've definitely been there during the spring and summer, so of course you're gonna get rain. Come on now. I I I know. I understand. It's just a every morning I like wake up and it's just wet. Well, to be fair, since you've lived in Wamigo for so long, Wamigo is like a little bubble, like you said earlier. It's like things kind of just bounce don't... off of it. I, yeah, I suppose that's fair. Yeah, so maybe you just lived in a in a rainless area for most of your life. That you know. Ah, now I'm experiencing the real world, just like my job. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like why does Manhattan literally have a tornado warning like like every spring? Like the the never it like never fails like. They always because, have, like, it's because it needs to scare the uh, out-of-state students from, like, California in there. <laughs> that, that's what it needs to be. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, Angelica. Um, I know we kind of had a conversation like this before, but I saw someone online ask why anyone would live in the Midwest because of tornadoes. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely don't think the normal person, the average person, understands like how small tornadoes are and like yeah. how hit or miss they are i don't think they understand yeah because the one guy was like it feels like it would just be constant rebuilding and it's just like no <laughs> yeah no definitely people like who've never experienced them or like you said people from like california and stuff they're very naive to like what exactly it is like i do have a friend who i met in Wisconsin in Wisconsin who is from the LA area in California and it was just so funny like seeing him adjust to like winter weather and this one time we were in like a tornado watch and he's like oh my gosh are, are they gonna like sound the sirens like if it comes towards us like what happens and I was like he's like does this mean we're gonna get a tornado and I was like no <laughs> I was like no I was like calm down I said they will sound the sirens if it's close but even then it may not I mean it's so like, like <laughs> yeah it's 
it's very hit or miss. It's a meso it's a mesoscale feature, so it just means it's pretty small. And um, you know, I yeah, like people don't understand the um variability of it. Like literally it could just travel right by you and not even damage your house. <laughs> I, I feel like people just think every tornado's an EF five. That's true too. People don't understand that. And then when you do see the damage, sometimes like the news only shows like the damage. But now that we have like drone footage and stuff, they've gotten a lot better just showing like the path. And you can see like a house a block away is just fine. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so you know, maybe that's helpful now that you know we have drones and stuff. But yeah, you're right. People just have a very misunderstanding about that stuff. And if you think that is bad, you can't imagine the kind of questions we get on our social media regarding oh, weather. Do you, so. do you have a favorite? No, no, not really. Ours isn't actually too bad. But on other <laughs> on other offices, I've seen you know some things, but uh, we don't get a ton of weather down here, so we don't get as many but you know well, you do see... you have a favorite from anyone else I, I need at least one i need one um if you can remember i'm not to put you on spot i'm trying to think we i guess like my favorite just like it's not like a specific one but my favorite is that you know people will be begging and begging for rain and then we get rain and they're like why does it rain so much here and i'm like it literally rained a day <laughs> Like it, that's that farmer mentality. It's like yeah. you pray you pray for rain until it's too much rain, then you pray for dryness. Yeah, and then you're like, that was too much. Everything's flooded. I'm like, oh my gosh! Like, Far- farmers got to be the you know farmers if they prayed for exact amounts would probably get a better response. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, hey God, we need rain, and God will just hit with some rain. It's like that was too much. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's like okay, you can't please everybody. It's like Jesus Christ. Or, like, one of my favorites is, like, is it going to rain at my house? I I, I really need rain. I need it to rain at my house. And I'm, like, I can't control that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. I was, like, yeah, well, it's it's a wait and see. So. (laughs) Why? What do they need rain at their house so specifically for? Oh, my gosh. Like, plants or grass or who knows. I I guess I can't. I, I would say just water them with the hose, but I guess I can't really say that. I know that people, you know, I know droughts are a thing. Yeah, I I mean, when we were in like a little, we were in like a drought, but honestly, yeah, just use a sprinkler. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't get, I don't know why people are like, I need it at my house, and I'm like, oh, okay. You got a faucet, don't you? Yeah, I was <laughs> faucet, like, um... faucet a water can. Yeah, I was just I like, get, most... like the lawn. Like, I can understand not waiting to water the lawn, but like plants, like. Take, like I know. I know. I know. I was like, unless you're a farmer, get out of here. All right, Helica, we're going to put your uh, meteorology scales to the test. Oh, on my day off. Great. On your day off. Um, there's apparently a uh, red storm heading do- down towards Brownsville uh, this coming weekend, according to my research. How's that going to go? A, a what? A red storm. A red-headed oh. storm. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Ethan's coming next week, and um, yeah, I think it'll be good. Um, he's gonna fly because it's just well, oh honestly, he's finally gonna fly. Yeah, but oh honestly, God. it was he like the... drove the last time, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he drove two times, and he's like, God, yeah, what a, what a crackhead. Well, first time was to bring Lucy, but then like after that, it was just like, um, well, <laughs> yeah, it was just 
like even with the gas prices he's like it's just too much like i'm just gonna fly and i was like it's probably honestly like, gonna be like the same like price now because gas is so high <laughs> so he's that man would drive all the way through the state of texas just to save a buck jesus christ yeah i know he's like well it's cheaper and i'm like okay um I, uh, not when honestly, you need a new car no, but... i wouldn't agree your time is worth more than like the 20 than like the 100 bucks that you saved i know i know you know i've been saying this for a while um yeah he um i think we'll probably go to south padre and he's like, I'm going to burn. And I was like, well, take sunscreen there. Because <laughs> um, he's pale. Um, God, I can't imagine how pale he is since he's been working inside the whole time. Well, yeah. And, like, the sun just hits different down here. Like, literally. Because, like, we're so far south. Um, <laughs> like, I didn't really burn all too much when I lived in the plains. Um, and then when I, you know, but... Um, down here is different. Like I have to like apply sunscreen. screen. Yeah, it's a must. So y'all would roast down here. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I got sunburn at graduation. I mean, I can't imagine. You know, I got a little bit of that Italian, you know, oliveness in my skin, and <laughs> even I burnt. So I can't imagine what. I can't imagine how bad it's gonna be for Ethan down there. He's gonna be a lobster by the end of the end of the week. I know. So definitely doing yeah we'll invest in some sunscreen but yeah i just kind of now that i've been here a little bit longer i can take him to like more restaurants and things like that and um so yeah i think it'll just be pretty chill and i saw him when i went home oh my gosh i don't remember when i was home last um but i saw him a few months ago a couple months ago oh i think i, I remember that yeah, I was in Kansas City actually for a conference That's for work, cool. and so I saw him then. But yeah, so I haven't seen him in a couple months. But yeah, it'll be fun. And then I'm coming home for the Fourth of July again. So hey, let's go. Yeah, so it'll be good. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited, and it's nice to have like a little piece of like home come to uh, Brownsville. Uh, because, like, I do get homesick, so it'll be fun to, like, have that. So. Well, I agree. I finally had some people come see me the last couple of weeks. No one had seen me down in India in a while. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, all right, <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, so it should be a good time. Well, I tell you what, Nelica, I really, really appreciate you coming on with us today. Mm-hmm. And if you want to stick on, while we invite the hooligans the masses onto this app you're more than welcome to otherwise you're more than welcome to run for the hills yeah i probably need to eat dinner pretty soon because i haven't eaten anything today um and also my dog needs a bath so i have a couple i know i have a couple of things on my to-do list for my day off that i gotta get done but um i wish you all the best well if you don't mind me asking What's for dinner? Oh my gosh. Um I have leftover I have a bagel I have like a leftover bagel sandwich from yesterday. Ooh. I don't know if that's kind of gross, but I mean bagley. What? I said bagley. Bagley. Actually this bagel is really cool. It's tie-dye colors. Oh what? Yeah. Is it like a Pride yeah. Month bagel? What? Is it like supposed to be a Pride Month bagel? No, it's just, 
No, it's just is. Like, they're just like that. That's how they make them. And um, so, yeah, I know. I, like, found this new bagel place down here. Or it's not new, but I new to me. I found this bagel place. So, I'm, like, I have, like, all these little places I want to take Ethan and um, pretty much just eat and drink some margaritas. So, that's that's those are that's on the bucket list for next week but the bagel place is definitely good so i have like half that and i'm probably need that for dinner um and drink a beer since it's my sunday well there you go and there you go Mm -hmm. well like i said now i really appreciate you coming on having this interview telling us more about yourself i hope you had a good time yourself yes i did i always have a good time whether it's you and you know, Gavin and Beans, or it's just you. I always have a good time. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to be here and happy that I could uh, share some of my some some of me today. Well, we're really happy you did. Uh, make sure to tell Ethan hi from all three of us at the Flyer State Sports Show. And Helica, you go get that bagel. Thanks again. Uh, <laughs> all right, nice we'll do. Let's go. <laughs> All right. See you later, Sam. See you, Angelica. All right. And we want to thank Angelica again for being such a great host. Angelica does great work for us, honestly. Um, love her to death. Great guest as always. And I think now we're going to open it up to the phones. Um, I'll just BS for a little bit, see if anyone even comes on. Uh, we tweeted it out. It is in the universe and it is is now just up to our fans to keep this train rolling at this point come fly with me yep this is the fly over sam show um so come fly with me today well i suppose while I'm joshing around out here, I should probably, you know, talk about the finals. You know, Beans and Beans and Gavin hate the NBA. You know, they don't, they don't care. You know, I, I, I consider myself a pretty big NBA junkie, and I'm sure someone will ask me something about this eventually, but not right now. So, so. Let's talk about the last two games, right? So, game one, Warriors had some control of the game, right? Uh, massive third quarter. But Boston was leading, going into halftime. So, you know, big third quarter. But we're able to, you know, we're able for Boston to stay in it. And then Boston just went bananas. In the fourth quarter, shooting the ball. Filled it up. All sorts of stuff. So, game game two played out a lot of the same way, right? In terms of it was pretty close. It was a good game. But Boston wasn't winning going into halftime. And, I mean, to be frank, Golden State went on a bigger run. <laughs> So, Golden State and Boston played two, two basically the same games. One just happened to be a closer game at the end of the third quarter, and then Boston went crazy. 
So, I mean, we, we, we've still played essentially the same game. Twice. And I like my Celtics in seventh pick because Boston has yet to lose back-to-back games in the playoffs this year. And I think it's very obvious. I shouldn't say obvious. But I think it's clear to me that Boston has more talent. I don't know if everyone feels that way, necessarily. But to me, Boston absolutely has more talent. I mean, Curry's better than Tatum, but Brown is better than Clay or Jordan Poole. Marcus Smart is better than Draymond, probably. In terms of like, maybe not overall impact, but I mean, like if you're if you're looking defensive ace versus defensive ace, you know, you know. Um, I mean, Derek White isn't better than Jordan Poole. I'm not going to pretend that he is. But, I mean, Derek White's really, really good. <laughs> um, Rob Williams is really good. Al Horford's been really good for the majority of the playoffs. And, uh, I don't know. B- Boston just has more options to score from. I mean... Not to disrespect Andrew Wiggins, but, like, Wiggins isn't, like, striking fear into my heart. It's not saying, like, Al Horford striking fear into my heart. I'm not trying to imply that. But, like, I don't know, man. It's just one of those things where I'm not I'm not buying that Boston isn't a, the better team. Now, the better team doesn't always win. That's for certain. Better team doesn't always win. And Boston very well might just lose because they don't have the mentality for it, right? Um, Boston's super inconsistent, super hit or miss sometimes. I mean, you see it where they win a game because they shot like 50% from three on 40 attempts and then, you know, they lay an eight. Like, that's just your 2021-2022 Boston Celtics in a nutshell right there. They, they're just very inconsistent. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's not a whole lot to say other than I, I think it's still going to seven. I, I think I think people are reading way too much into Golden State blowing them out, though. I I don't know. I, I think Golden State's good. I. I just think Boston is better. I don't know. Man, I don't think anyone's going to join us on the line. It's a shame. I was really hoping that someone would join us on. Talk a little hoops. Talk a little NHL. But it doesn't seem... It doesn't seem like people really want to get on. 
I know Aaron Donald just resigned it, like signed a contract. Let me see what it was. $65 million guaranteed over the next two seasons. Contract structure to allow Donald to retire or return in 2024 for an additional guarantee of 30 mil. Jesus Christ. He's worth it though, right? God, if you're ever going to pay a football, a non quarterback football player, God, he's the guy. Golly. Who, who did that, Rapport? Called him an all world D tackle. Yeah, that's that's facts. He worked remaining three contract years to give him a forty million raise through twenty twenty four. Highest paid non QB in FL history at thirty one years old. Ninety million guaranteed. Or ninety no, he gets ninety million through twenty twenty four. The guarantees are 60. Okay, so it's 65 guaranteed. And if he wants to come back, it's 30. God, everyone's just complaining about the cap space. I'm I'm sure, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, it's worth it, though. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Aaron Donald isn't worth damn near 100 million. Yeah, who who am I to say that Aaron Donald's not worth a hundred billion dollars? Aaron Donald's worth whatever the fuck Aaron Donald wants. He wants whatever he wants. Golly, dude, he's so fucking good. He's just so good, dude. I can't believe it. I cannot believe how good Aaron Donald is. It's crazy. Oh my goodness, Pat Riley just ripped into Duncan Robinson. <laughs> Oh Jesus! That 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 report is for me, not for you guys. Um, yeah, it's not for you guys. You you guys don't give a shit about the Miami Heat. Only I give a shit. About, I give a shit about the Miami Heat. But uh, I don't think you guys do. What well, one thing I do want to talk about from uh, yesterday. Um. Yeah, one one thing I do want to talk about from yesterday, and again, this is another thing that you guys don't give a shit about. <laughs> oh, I I love being more relaxed on this stuff. You know, I gotta put on a fake ass. You know. Oh, I'm the host of this show. Nah, Th- this is more relaxed. Right now, I am. Uh, you know, I'm in here. I'm laying on my bed, talking sports. I love it. Um, speaking of fake sports, um, so last night, I'm watching Hell in a Cell, WWE, yeah, I know, sue me, right? Um, I'm watching, and all day it's been reported, dude, Cody Rhodes, in the main event, like, tore his pet. And it's just like, okay, like, it's fake wrestling, like, this could just be fake, like, whatever. And... So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder, like, if this match is going to happen, if it's real, or if, like, you know, it's fake, and they're just playing it up for yucks. 
so he comes out and he he wears like a coat whenever he comes out, right? Like it's more of a more of a jacket, but whatever. He wears this jacket, like this button up jacket. And he comes down. You can kind of tell that his arm is like you know kind of messed up a little bit, but you know those guys are pretty good at like faking injuries, part of the job. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And he takes off his coat, and oh my god, his whole like pet, like chest area, like on his right side. Is just purple, all of it. I, I like had to look up like peck injuries to like make sure that wasn't fucking bullshit, and it was not. Um, and from what I could see, with just uh, everything in general, right? I watched like some doctors like looking at it through video, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, like you'll have a little bit of caving in." like, of your pack if you tear it. Or you tear, like, your uh, pack major, I think it's the tendon or whatever. And, you know, that you kind of see that and it's like, yeah, your nipple would be a little bit lower on one side because you deflated the pack. And it was like that. I'm like, holy shit. He fucking tore his pack. Like, he actually did tear his fucking pack. And I, I, I swear, you know, I watched the match and at one point he was getting, like, hit in the pack with like with, and I'm just like, oh my god, this dude's fucking crazy. Like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> this dude's a fucking, this guy's a fucking crazy bastard. And you know, like every and everything that it says is like, oh yeah, like you can if you tear your pack, like it doesn't get any worse. So it's just pain. And it's just like, dude, I couldn't imagine like tearing my fucking pack. And having to go out and do fake wrestling. Like, I, I understand, like, it's fake wrestling. And I understand that it's scripted. But, like, the thing is, it's like, you can't, you can't fucking fake some of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you can fake a lot of it. Like, you know. But, I mean, like, if, you, if you're getting hit in the chest with a stick, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know how you fake that. I mean, the stick... I mean, they, they do it in a way that, like, you know, the stick is going to hurt the least amount. But, uh, yeah, that still fucking hurt. Like, people will jump off of, like, the cell. Or they'll jump off of, like, a 10 to 20-foot ladder. And it's like, okay, uh, well, you see, we're doing this as safe as possible. Um, that's still going to fucking hurt. <laughs> Like that, I I think that's the one thing that I love when people are like, "Oh, well, wrestling is just fake." It's like, no, wrestling is scripted. It is a scripted show with predetermined winners or whatever. But like, the moves themselves are still very much an athletic feat. I mean, you go try doing a, a moonsault off of a top turnbuckle, or like a lion salt, like Chris Jericho used to do, or like a uh, springboard like whatever off of the top ropes like you you go try and do that and like come back to me right like you you go do that and tell me how easy that is how like unathletic it is um but it's scripted but it's like real athletic stuff and like yeah the stories and everything is fucking stupid and like the wrestling is really not even that good sometimes 
but it, it's really more about like the journey. Plus, you know, I'm a sucker for bullshit. It, it is, it's my uh, bachelor and bachelorette. You know, if people are allowed to watch, you know, Thousand Pound Sisters and The Bachelorette, I'm allowed to watch fake wrestling. <laughs> That's the way I see it. I don't think anyone's coming to, uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to come to hang out with us tonight. Yeah, I don't think anyone's coming. This this was a cry for attention. I thought I could, you know. Yeah, I really thought I could extend the show. Uh, sorry for that pause there. You know, I'm I'm just reading Twitter. No one no one's here anyway, so you know. <laughs> you know what one crazy thing is? Um, I think one of the crazy things is is I've seen some people back on Twitter that like I have not seen on Twitter in like ages. Like we're talking like a year. Like something where it's like, oh, like they tweeted like one time, like out of the last like however many months, right? And like, you know, I, I understand that like, you know, ah, you know, like Twitter, you know, you go and you get on like once every couple months and you retweet something, like whatever, whatever, whatever. So but like I've I've seen some people who I've not seen use Twitter like frequently in years. In years. Mind you, and they're just they're just on here fucking being on Twitter, and it's just like you know what, you know you you can take Twitter out of your life, but you can't take Twitter out of you, man. That's what I'm saying. Like you always come back. Yeah, people people always come back to this bullshit. Twitter is, I love Twitter, man. I've met people too who are like, "Oh, I'm I'm too good for Twitter." You're not too good for Twitter. I'm I'm sorry to report, but uh, you are you are absolutely not too good for Twitter. You you are honestly a pretentious fuck if you think you're too good for Twitter. Because tw- Twitter is for all the people that you know hate the lives and are just bad people. And we're all bad people, and we all hate our lives. You're paying. Some of you is just paying like six dollars for gas. Like you, you hate your life. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. But uh, Cardo Jones, Cardo Jones paying five hundred nine for gas, and he's fretting about it. Cardo Jones got a bet. Cardo Jones probably makes more money than you, to be completely frank. And he complained about five hundred nine gas. The only five hundred nine I know is five hundred nine Scout. Scott, shout out to all my uh, football homies listening. I'm sure you guys aren't listening. I don't know who in the hell would be listening to me ramble on right now. Hey, but I said I said this would either be the greatest episode we ever produced or the worst episode we ever produced. And right now it's looking like the worst. I would say. One recommendation for you on Twitter, though. Gotta follow Kofi. It's just at capital K-O-F-I-E. Just at Kofi. Dude is hilarious. Dude's all about sports and all about just being a fucking asshole. On, not being an asshole. Just being a jackass on Twitter. He's hilarious. Love me some Kofi. Kofi, if you're listening, I'd love to have you on. 
I'm sure you are just immensely bored of uh, what you've been listening to. I'm sure everyone here has been immensely bored. Oh, shit. Somebody's at... Oh, shit. It's Cash. <laughs> What's up? Not much. We've been rambling about nothing for 25 minutes. Dang. Well, uh... Uh, I, I came with a question. Okay, good. The phone lines are open. You know, Mr. Cash finally came in. You know, made me do my job for once. So, let's go, my man. What's your question? <laughs> uh, my question is, uh, who are some, uh, I guess, under the radar um, fantasy football prospects. Oh Jesus! In the upcoming season. So, for those of any, and you don't, don't you don't have to give away all of your secrets here. I just, I, I just, I, I I just want to. I don't have any. I don't have any secrets. I don't believe um, that for a second. <laughs> I, I really don't have any secrets because I, I, Cash, I do no research. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I do no research. Um. So, but you're still, I don't know. You're no, very I'm, much I'm plugged, plugged in. in. Like I'm plugged in 24 yeah. seven. Like, yeah, no doubt. So let, let's think of some guys who I think are kind of undervalued for the time being. Right. So let, let's go uh, like AFC North, South, East, West. I'll give you a guy from everywhere. So let's think of like someone from the AFC North. Um, Honestly, there's a couple guys. Um, one of the guys I like, there, there's three guys. One, one's more so for a dynasty league. I don't know how much redraft appeal he's going to have. Like a real sleeper would be David Bell in Cleveland because David Bell got drafted to the Browns, and the Browns' really only receiver is Amari Cooper. And this pick is really contingent on, like, if Sean Watson's going to be suspended the whole season, then uh, – miss me with David Bell. No. But, like, if David Bell is going to end up being the starting slot receiver and, like, Deshaun Watson is his quarterback, then that's money, right? Like, like yeah, that, that's, that's money, but it seems like as the days pass, the odds that Deshaun is legitly, like, going to be playing like, games seems to get lower. Yeah, no, I, I get that. That's why it's a big caveat. You're, you're not wrong. Um, two guys who I think are legitimately going to, like, make an impact. Um, I like Tyler Boyd as, like, a guy who kind of has a role as a number three receiver. He's kind of hit or miss as number three. But you're really just looking for if Jamar Chase gets hurt, if T. Higgins get, gets hurt, like, one of those two, he's the number two receiver in one of the best offenses in football. Right, so I mean, Tyler Boyd has some boom potential just as the number three, but I think you know if Tyler Boyd is able to you know slide into a number two role, then he's good value. Let me, I'm gonna go look and see what he was. I I actually looked at this. Um, what what are your thoughts on Godwin? I know that he's like coming off an injury. I think. So that I'll, I'll get more to that when we get to NFC South real quick. But yeah, Tyler, Tyler Boyd, like 
was a wide receiver too, like in fantasy for a couple of years, like two, two, three years ago. Um, we'll skip to Godwin actually. We'll just skip to Godwin. Gus Edwards is the other person I think AFC North. Um, he's coming off ACL. Baltimore's gonna split that backfield. Gus Edwards might score a lot of touchdowns. Um, I I think the guy. I so. It's weird, right? Like I don't, I don't think Chris Godwin being out necessarily helps Mike Evans. Like Mike Evans is just kind of Mike Evans, where he's going to score like thirty some or like, or like three some. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah he'll get his though. No yeah, he'll, he'll get his, and it'll just kind of depend on the week when he like really goes off or like he's kind of a dud. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of how Mike Evans has always worked. I think Cameron Brait, if. Uh, Gronk doesn't come back. I think Cam Brake can take over some of those snaps, some of those, uh, some of that production. I think I I do like Rashad White for this year. I don't. I'm not so sold on him long term. But Rashad White kind of like in that James White mold. He like had a ton of receptions in uh, college at Arizona State. But I think the real guy to go get. And I don't know what his uh, ADP is or anything, but Russell Gage signed like a two-year, twenty million dollar contract to be in Tampa. And Russell Gage like is not terrible. Oh yeah, isn't he the guy who has the? He has a bigger contract than Juju. Yes, I saw he some does. people talking about that. Yeah, he does. He has a bigger contract than Juju, and it, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, he's going to be the number two receiver. And even if Chris Godwin comes back, we saw Antonio Brown have some big games, even with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And I'm not here to say that Russell Gage is Antonio Brown. That's ridiculous. But, like, there's available openings, right? There's available for availability for targets. Mike Evans is older. Mike Evans might miss some games, and Russell Gage might actually, like, be needed in some more games. So I like Russell Gage from that standpoint. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. I mean, yeah, I, I think, I mean, the reason why Juju signed this one-year contract with KC, it's honestly brilliant because he has the potential, you know, make a shit ton of money next year. Yeah. And if I he mean, just eats off Mahomes. The, here's the thing, right? The best scenario for the Chiefs and Juju is that Juju – isn't here next year. Well, okay. So that, that's, what do that's you mean? In the positive and negative direction, right? So either Juju is so it's two things. One, either Juju is so bad that like the Chiefs don't want him back, which is bad for us now, but at least we're not sinking money into him. Or Juju is so good we just can't afford him, which is like good, right? If Juju's just that good. And we can't keep him, then like we probably might have made a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, this is kind of like a little mini rebuilding year. Like, I, I wouldn't say the chief, the Chiefs' goal is to win the Super Bowl this year. No, but... I, I, I think the goal is really just to reset and retool. I, I think you really only. I know everyone's like, oh, Travis Kelsey is going to be like this old. Like, well, I mean, we sh- like, there's no reason why we shouldn't win a playoff game. 
That's the way I see it. No, there's no reason we shouldn't make the playoffs. Uh, we, have, we have higher standards than that. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, but once you host four AFC title games in a row, like, we, we have new standards. This isn't five years ago when we've been when winning one playoff game is like a big accomplishment because we haven't won a playoff. We've only we'd only won one in like thirty years or some bullshit like that. Yeah, like I like we graduated from that. Um, I mean the expectation every year should be, you know, we have Mahomes, we should make the playoffs every year, and we should at least have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean that's pretty fair. Uh, but I, I'm confused. I mean, if Juju's really good, why would, um, like, we we would we would bring him back? Why would we? It, why would I mean, we let depends go? Depends on the figure. I yeah, mean, I mean, it, if it he scores, you know, eighteen touchdowns, then it's going to be a fatty. But well, if he scores 18 touchdowns, it's one of the greatest wide receiver seasons of all time. <laughs> well, I think that might happen, man. I, I, I'm I don't think he's going to score 18 TDs. <laughs> I, I would be very shocked if he scored 18 TDs. But How I many mean, uh, touchdowns did like Tyreek score last year? Like 15 or something like that? I'll see what it – we'll look up uh, Tyreek Hill stats. Um, he had nine touchdowns last year. He had 15 in 2020. I see. So. Yeah, I guess 18 would be insane. But if he scores 15, then it's still going to be a, a fatty. I mean, but if yeah. he scores, you know, <clears throat> eight touchdowns and is good, I don't see why the Chiefs wouldn't bring him back. Yeah, well, I mean, that that's kind of in the middle where, like, if, he's a, if he produces well, but, like, not crazy – then, like, you can bring him back, like, in a bigger deal. Yeah, and I think the thing with Juju, too, is he's, like, I mean, he plays the slot, but he's, like, big. Well, he's big for his position, it seems. So, he's maybe, you know, kind of, like, low-key, a really good downfield blocker or something like that, as opposed to quick. actually. Yeah, so, so, I mean, yeah, he doesn't have to score, you know. 15 touchdowns to like have great value no yeah i i completely understand that um i uh i don't know i i I think it's just one of those weird things where it's like our wide receiver room is kind of undefined and the guy we brought into the draft kind of wants to play not once like, his best position is playing where Juju should be playing, and Juju really kind of is exclusively a slot receiver from what we've seen. Like, putting Juju out in an X is kind of a fail- failed experiment is probably the right word. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So, but, I mean, yeah. it's just one of those things. I mean, I, uh, I, I'm just – I'm so excited for the NFL because – I'm I'm a Royals fan and shit's just really hard right now. Oh my god! But <laughs> didn't you say you were gonna win ninety games, dude? We might not even win forty games. <laughs> oh, you'll make you'll win forty games. I don't know, man. We How got three got coming up. We got three against the Blue Jays starting tonight, and like looking at the pitching, like tonight's the game we can win. So we better fucking win tonight, otherwise we're gonna get swept again. 
Dude, by the way, the Sox are bad. Dude, they are so good. The Red Sox are so freaking good. I, I, we're not like really, really good, right? But we're like solid. Yeah, you guys are just like, uh, I mean, you're just that team that can just like hit the ball. So it's like no matter who you have pitching, like you always have a chance. We, we just need if, if we can hold opponents to under like three, four runs a game, we can win a lot of games. Oh yeah, no doubt. But I mean, we're we're sitting ahead of L.A. We're sitting ahead of the Angels right now. We're in a dude. Wild the card Angels spot. are throwing. They're throwing their season. Oh my god, they've always they've lost eleven in a row. <laughs> I know, but hey, I think that they snap it tonight. I hope, dude. If they lose again tonight, because they're they have a game one of the ho- of a home series with Syndergaard on the mound tonight. Like if they lose this game with Noah Syndergaard on the mound after and to make it eleven straight L's, that franchise is L's. just absolute. Yeah, that would be twelve. Yeah, that, that franchise is just—they're just poverty. They're—they're they're not going to win anything. They—they're wasting Otani. They're wasting Mike Trout. They just need to stop. They need to trade those guys and like start rebuilding. Oh my goodness, um, I—I I don't remember the exact tweet. One of my favorite tweets of all time was it—it it, it basically went like this. It was like you're watching an Angels game and Mike Trout will hit like his third home run in the game and Shohei will do something that hasn't been done since Tungsten Armo Doyle and the <laughs> Angels will lose like eight to three. <laughs> yeah, that checks. And you know, that, that reminds me of the time I'm trying to, did we play the Angels in the ALCS in 2014, I think? Or it, maybe it was, it was the, the divisional uh, round. It was the f- divisional round, yeah. And everybody it, thought the Royals didn't have a chance. And I'm pretty sure we swept them because the, we did. won like the, eight the Royals, straight. The Royals won the wild card game, and then they won the they swept the next two rounds. They did these yeah. games of the World Series. Yeah, no that that was hilarious, and I think that was that was that a uh, Mike Trout's only year only in the playoffs, appearance. only playoff appearance ever, and he got swept. Jeez, and, like, that's how, and the Angels were the best team in the AL. That they were the number one team in the AL, and they literally never made it back. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, they have so much talent on that team. There's no reason why they shouldn't be winning right now. It's crazy. But they have to win tonight. Well, and they made the playoffs like every, almost every year for like a decade. Yeah. Wait, they play the Red Sox tonight. Huh? They play the Red Sox, right? Wait a minute. Are we playing the Angels? This is a huge Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the Angels. It's Michael Waka versus Noah Syndergaard, I think. Oh, God. Michael Waka. Dude, he's like your best pitcher. Valdi's our best pitcher, and Pavetta, and Hoke. Yeah, is is Hoke still playing? I feel like I haven't seen his name in a while. Is he hurt? I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I I have no uh, no way of actually watching. I mean, I really like Tanner Hoke. I think he might be your best pitcher, dude. It just seems like every every time he plays, you guys actually like. I mean, maybe the offense doesn't show up or something, but you guys actually hold teams. To a low amount of runs, but Evaldi's oh also great. Oh my god, um, it is Angels Red Sox. Oh my god, that's massive, dude. That game is gonna be a shit show. I mean, Cindergard's been like bipolar. He's either dog shit or he's really good. I mean, it's the Angels and the Red Sox are just very similar. They kind of you know have had really rough stretches and really good stretches so far. So I hope our rough stretch is like gone. 
Yeah. I, I can't, I can't, I, I, at one point, like two weeks ago, I was saying, you know, oh, I'm glad, you know, we're not like, I'm glad we're playing better so we don't like just shit ourselves and embarrass ourselves during the season. And then suddenly we're at 500 and we have the third wild card spot. Thanks to the MLB. Thank you, MLB. But it's like, okay, like, I, are we a playoff team now? Like, what? <laughs> like, okay, I guess. Sure. I mean, if the Red Sox are in the playoffs, anything can happen with that offense. Dude, tell me about it. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I can't wait for the MLB playoffs this year. This, this year, I mean, I've always been a big Royals fan, but this year I feel like just because the Royals are so bad, I've just resorted to, like, paying attention to other teams. <laughs> so, I mean, usually I'll just, like, zone out. Like, when the Royals are just poverty, I'll just, like, stop paying any attention. But I don't know. I picked up some, like, low-key fandoms on the side. I like the Red Sox. I like the Padres. Hey, thanks. So Thank I, you. But, dude, I, I, I mean, I don't know if anyone's – the Yankees are just a problem. Hey, They're a we, big we problem. Own, we own prime real estate in the Yankees' heads. Hey, if you guys could take the Yankees out in October, that would be incredible. That, that was the whole goal last year. The, uh, <laughs> Did you guys make the playoffs last year? We made the ALCS last year. Oh, shit. I think I think we actually won the first two games, and then we lost, and I, I think that we got reverse swept. <laughs> that was against who? Houston. Who did the Braves beat? Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, no, we were, we, were, we were good. I think we went up 2-0 and then lost the next four. And it was Damn. it was Grinky's fault. We were playing, or no, maybe I don't remember exactly how it happened, but it was Grinky's fault. He threw us off. He threw our hitting off balance, and then we never recovered. <laughs> Grinky came in, was throwing sixty-seven Dude, mile per hour curveballs, meatballs, like all over the place, and just like guys, guys just got unlocked in trying to hit his bullshit. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, Grinky's like a wizard. I I feel like Greeky's the type of guy who could just pitch till he's like forty one, just because he's literally just throwing meat. But oh, yeah. like it, he's still like having some success. Well, well located meat. Yeah, I hope he makes the Hall of Fame. I I just have a feeling that voters are just gonna say to hell with this guy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Maybe uh maybe he'll be on the Royals next year and we'll make the playoffs and give him a little bit more little resume boost. You guys might just trade him after this year or during the trade deadline if he's playing okay. Or he might just retire. That's um, also very possible. <laughs> oh God, the Royals, man! I you know I, I don't know if you've heard about Vinny Pascantino, the oh, big God. guy who's, All you who's do crushing is it. About Vinny Pascantino, <laughs> I hear. I, I know Vinny Pascantino. I know more about him than I do some family members. <laughs> he's a legend. He hasn't even played in the major leagues, and he's already a legend. God, he is like the one guy that you're just hanging all your hopes and dreams on. He's the new Bobby Witt. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, we have a really good young core. And it's like I people have I've seen, you know, Royals fans are just – so pessimistic which is understandable but yeah i wonder I, why <laughs> but like honestly you know you can't just start calling up young guys and just like expect to like just be like good i guess and i know this is technically the fifth year of the rebuild and we are absolute dog shit but like 
you, you, you see similarities between, I mean, we weren't this bad in like 2013, but I remember in 2013, there were a lot of really pissed off fans because we had all those young guys up, you know, we literally had the rebuild. It was all put together and we were like really struggling at times and there were just people that were just absolutely pissed and they wanted to burn it all down and trade everyone and fire everybody. And then the next year we like clinched the wild card and then a miracle ensued over the next 24 months. Yeah. But I, I'm just saying like, it can just, you know, baseball is just a game of very, uh, very slim margins. You know, it's like, it doesn't take much to like beat a team on any given night. It could just be like one player. Um, but I just, I think that I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to burn it down is what I'm saying about the Royals right now. I think we got a shot. We just gotta, we gotta chill out a little bit. Um, we gotta get rid of our older guys. Uh, get the new guys up now. Like, I don't know why Vinny's not playing. Vinny needs to be playing right now. We need to call up like Michael Massey. He's like a second baseman in double A who's like crushing it too. We need to get that guy up to triple A, get him ready for the MLB. Like, why not just get the young guys in now so that they're not like fucking trying to figure shit out next season? They should just be figuring it out now. I, it pisses me off. It just pisses me off, man. I, like, if Carlos Santana played for the Yankees or the Red Sox, he would have been DFA'd fucking six weeks ago. Like, it. We, I remember we DFA'd Hanley Ramirez, like, years ago, like, when we won the World Series, I think it was. Like, we, yeah, we I just said to hell with Hanley Ramirez. He'd been okay for us. Yeah, I, I don't know what's up with the, the Royals. I don't know whack i'm also I, not a very big mike matheny fan but i i didn't like that hire when it happened to be completely frank with yeah you. i know he 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 and geez what happened there <laughs> sounded like you got thanos snapped <laughs> well i don't know if drew is uh talking and i can't hear him or what so i'll fill in the gaps uh mike matheny was a failed manager for the cardinals he's a failed manager for the royals I didn't necessarily like Ned Yost when Ned Yost got hired, but at least he had done something like in uh, Milwaukee. Like he at least had some success. But I, I, I think it's time for just a breath of fresh air, though, Drew. Like you can only go so far with uh the the voices right like you can only get so far with Dayton Moore being the voice and you can only get so far with Mike Matheny being the voice in the uh clubhouse and eventually I think you just need a change of scenery but I I wish the Royals would you know take some chances on some different guys like, we get it. Carlos Santana stinks. And uh, Ryan O'Hearn's not any good. But, like, there's got to be someone. All right, you're back. I'm back. Did you hear that my Dexter meme explanation? Huh? So, I'm working on a meme that I'm going to tweet out. Okay. And it's 
it's Mike Matheny's head on top of the Dexter where he's praying, praying towards the picture. Yes. And the picture is going to be, it's going to be Salvador Perez. And it's basically Mike Matheny <laughs> praying for Salvador Perez to save his job, which is literally the situation he's in right now. Cause I don't know yeah. if you, the last two nights, Salvador Perez has just started crushing it again. And he's literally carrying the Royals just like he did last year. So I, I think you just need new voices in the organization personally. You know, I, but at the same time, you have to keep in mind, like, Dayton Moore did it. Like, he did the impossible. It's it's not like – it's not – like, I, I guess there's the theory that maybe he took his foot off the pedal because, you know, he reached the ultimate goal. But, like, I still trust Dayton Moore. Like, not very many guys would be able to fucking run an ML of a team – a poverty MLB franchise and literally – win the world series like that is an impossible thing to I, do i understand like what you're saying i i i just can't i can't stay behind like a guy whose claim to fame is two world series like appearances in and one win and like how, how long has he been there i think it's 16 16 seasons yeah dude he's been there for he's been there since 2006 like for god's sakes man yeah but i don't know it, it took him 8 years to get to the first one 9 years to win and it's been 5 and it's been 7 years since well the thing is is we fumbled the bag after the world series you know we should have we should have made some trades with those guys before, yeah but you're and you're keeping didn't. the magic together you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying like, I, I mean, this is all hindsight. Like, obviously, 2016, obviously, you're trying to run it back. Like, you're not trying to sell. But I'm saying if that were to happen again, if Dayton Moore somehow pulls this off again, and we win a World Series, or we don't even have to win it, but if we are like make the playoffs two years in a row, you know, you gotta, you, you maybe should look to sustain the success more than look to like win the big prize again. I don't know. It's I mean, it, it's hard to do. I mean, the Rays are the only like poverty team that's actually good pretty much every year. Dude, I the Rays are so fucking good. It pisses me off. Dude, it's oh, incredible. <laughs> it, it That team was literally dog shit. Like nothing, nothing going for them. Just poverty amongst poverty for their entire existence. And then they just randomly like got good in 2008 and been good for almost like 15 for like 15 years. Yeah. I mean, and they're just like, yeah, they're, I mean, they're just like really, really tough to beat and they have really good pitchers. And, you know, actually I heard something funny the other day on the, I was listening to the Royals broadcast on the radio and they, they were talking about this new guy who we just called up I don't know his first name, but his last name is Quas. He's like a, he's like a sidearm, uh, flamethrower essentially. He's actually really what? good. I think he he's pitched like three innings so far and hasn't allowed a run. Okay. But he's uh, the what they compared him to, like the scouts. <laughs> there was one of the scouts that had like a little snippet, and he said that he reminded him of a raised pitcher, which is honestly like the best compliment you can give to like a young guy. Which yeah, the, the Royals need more raised pitchers. The the Royals have no raised pitchers. We have zero. <laughs> I um, I just remember the year that they went to the World Series against the Dodgers in that uh, Mickey Mouse campaign. I just remember they made like a tree 
of like all their pictures and like their arm angles, and it literally was like a circle. Almost. Wow, that's like they 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 had a guy who threw like underhand from the right, like or not underhand, but like you know what I mean, like underhand three quarters, like guy who threw sidearm from the right, guy who threw three quarters from the right, overhead from the right, and then like the only thing they didn't have was like underarm from the left or something. Like they had everything else and like everything wow. in between. It was incredible, and it was wow. just like oh my god, no wonder teams can't fucking hit these guys like the the arming was all fucking different and you know i think i mean that's just gotta be like their scouts like you gotta give the majority of that credit to the the raised minor league scouts just being able to to just know what good talent looks I, like i don't know who the secret sauce is it, it it's gotta be someone else that we haven't found yet because we <laughs> hired the dude the dodgers hired the original raised guy, I'm pretty sure. And, like, the Sox hired uh, Bloom. And, like, other guys have been hired from the Rays. And they're still fucking good. I think at, at some point it just, like, manifests into, like, a culture that, that's where be the it, knowledge it's got, is just passed down. shared, like, philosophy. That's just, yeah. Like... I, I, and, you know, one thing about the Royals is, like, we, I don't, I, we, we are not bad at drafting talent. Like we're not develop it. Yeah, no, that's yeah, very true. But it's also it's not like our minor league teams can't develop it. It's like these guys are good and then they get called up to the majors and they get fucking ruined. And I understand like the major leagues is like a whole nother fucking beast compared to triple A. But like at some point you gotta ask yourself, you know, like is Cal Eldred fucking this up? Like is he the is he whispering shit into the Royals pitching? Like into their ears, that's just like fucking everything up. Like I don't know, because you, you know what I bet it is. I bet you just. I bet you it's coaching. I like that's what I would bet. And it, and I'm not talking coaching like from a like teaching people how to do stuff at a major league level, because like the guys who are at the like. It's so very obvious that like those guys know how to hit like you know stuff. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like, they're not getting called up to the majors because they fucking suck. But what I bet it is, I bet you those coaches have no idea. Or not no idea, but just don't recognize the little adjustments that it takes to take these guys from average Major League Baseball players to, like, great Major League Baseball players. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I think of that there's a lot of truth to that. Um, and, you know, there's actually a, literally – I mean, this has happened – many times this season but like literally two days ago chris bubich pitched five shutout innings against the astros and it was the day after he got recalled from triple a like it's it's literally like we call these guys up and they're good for a start and then like cal eldred gets his hands on them and like they just (laughs) turned to dog shit i I don't i i I heard a story. Um, it's actually a baseball bits video, and it was about um, oh shit, who who won the uh, who won the NL Cy Young last year? Uh, it was it it wasn't Degrom because he was hurt. Who, who oh, was it Scherzer? I, I'm gonna look it up. No, wait. Was it Max Freed? 
when Zach. He might, it might have been the person who won the 2020 Cy Young, now that I think about it. But, like, it, regardless, um, I'll look it up and I'll tell you about it later. Um, baseball bits. But, um, oh, Corbin Burns, that's who it was. Oh. Corbin Burns, like, when he first got into the majors for, like, a full season, they like, had, like, a 70 RA. Or maybe it was, like, a 5, somewhere between 5 and 7. And, like, get demoted to the bullpen because his fastball, like, stunk. It had, like, no movement on it. Yeah. Or whatever. And so, like, he adjusted his grip, like, slightly, and it became a cutter. And it's, like, the one of the best cutters in baseball. And it's, like, that little teeny tiny stuff that takes your fastball from being one of the worst pitches in baseball that turns it into a cutter that's one of the best pitches in baseball. Those teeny tiny things, like you said, it's – like it's a game of margins. Like I mean, you moved your fingers over like an inch, and you know now you're one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, that's that's actually crazy because I I actually got to see Burns pitch the other day. It wasn't his last start; it was the start before that, mm-hmm. and he was fucking incredible. Like that guy is nasty as fuck. Like that. Yeah, I actually saw that that cut fastball is nasty. I I would suggest going to a like just typing in baseball bits into YouTube, Drew, and like watching the video because like it was interesting because like you know how spin rate is like supposed to make your um like fastball like harder to hit yeah so like he had the one of the highest spin rates on his fastball but there was like no movement to it so it literally was just like so like you could literally just predict where it was so it didn't matter like how like hard the spin was mm-hmm. or how much or how many rpms it had like it was crazy so, it, so actually what, like, really happened with it was there's, like, this effect where, like, you get, like, so much move. I think if I remember right what happened was he was canceling out the spin rate with his, like, lateral movement that he was putting on it or something. I can't remember exactly how it happened. But, like, essentially, like the movements were canceling each other out, so it was just a fucking meatball. <laughs> Damn. But, like, once he, once he like, moved his fingers, like, the sideways motion or whatever, like, took over compared to the uh, up and down motion. And so that's why it cuts like that. You know, I, I, I read something a while back about how there was like a direct correlation between the amount of cut fastballs a team throws and like how much success they have. Like I, the I teams, the teams that have the most like pitchers that throw cutters are just good. And actually the Royals are like, I think we might actually be last in the MLB in cutters thrown. Like we just don't have very many guys that throw cutters. I, and, you you know, know why I believe that? I, because Mariano Rivera is the greatest closer of all time, and all he did was throw cutters. Yeah, it's a nasty pitch. It's basically just like a slider that you know is like ninety-eight miles an hour. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a gross pitch. Yeah, no doubt. I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm uh I'm lost, man. I'm, I'm in the darkness of Royals fandom, and it's 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 not a good place to be and i need the chiefs i need the chiefs to win week 1 so that all of my pain can be washed away well hopefully we don't uh hopefully we don't lose that game against I, I the cardinals i i think we're going to fucking destroy the cardinals but 
I, I know that Sam Wooler thinks otherwise. Well, I, I thought otherwise too, but mine wasn't very. Uh... Did you have us losing week one? Yeah, dude. I just ah, the Cardinals are poverty. They're a poverty franchise. Uh, they're not going to win anything. Hopkins, I would agree with you. I mean, okay, they're like a they're like the Angels, kinda. Not really, but you, you get what I'm saying. No, they're good, no, but they're like the Angels. <laughs> they're good, but they aren't going to win shit. Is my point. And Andy Reid, week one. What's Andy Reid's week one record like in his career? That's a great question. It's probably cracked. It's probably insane. I, I like, know off of a buy is fucking crazy. But what's the NFL offseason if it's not just a bigger buy? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I mean. Then again, Andy Reid is one and two in Super Bowls. So that doesn't <laughs> fit our narrative. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 Andy Reid's a damn good coach. I'm, I'm glad we have him. That's for, oh, dude, that's for, for sure. sure. For sure. Why wouldn't hey, you have what, Andy Reid? So I'm, I'm, I've been, uh, dreaming about, uh, week one. My favorite game week one is the 49ers are going to Soldier Field. Oh, God. To I've play the Chicago this. Bears. I, I've heard this. I can't. I can't agree <laughs> with you less. The Bears are not going to beat the Niners. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not. Uh, listen, I'm not saying they're going to win. I think they're going to cover six and a half, though. That's what I think. Okay. You, uh, listen, you know I just think. I, I can hear that out. I, I just think, you know, whenever you. And, like, I don't know. Whenever you get these big spreads in the NFL. It just, it's oftentimes just kind of like, just kind of ridiculous. I don't know. Is Debo Samuel playing for the 49ers? Dude, I don't know. We we did like an OTA bullshit segment last week. And like, apparently he's holding out. I, I don't know what's going on with that. Dude, if Debo's not playing, they're going to lose that game. They're not going to beat the still. I don't, who's their quarterback? Gonna be Trey Lance. I don't. I don't see the hype. I don't. I don't. I mean, I know the 49ers, You know, they're a very accomplished franchise. They win a lot of football games every year. But like they, yeah. I don't think Trey Lance is anything special. And if you Trey take Lance Debo, actually... Debo Samuel is like debatably the best player in the league. So if you take him off that team, oh, I wouldn't go that far. I don't know. You watch Debo Samuel play; it's pretty insane. I, I get I get what you're saying. Would not would not say that. Aaron Donald still exists. Yeah. Okay, maybe uh one of the most valuable players, Debo Samuel. I, I can buy that. I can buy that. But I, I I don't know. I mean that that's a ding, you know. If you lose Debo Samuel, that is an absolute ding to your to your team. Also, Trey Lance is not as good as Jimmy G at all. So I and I, I, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, Matt Nagy was the Bears coach last season, correct? Yeah. Just him not being the coach might be a good thing. Yeah. And I've, I've always thought that, like, I've always been a David Montgomery fan. And they have a Khalil Herbert. I think he's probably pretty good, too. I don't, I don't know. And I know that they just tra- – didn't they just trade Akeem Hicks? So uh, that, he left to go to Tampa in free agency. I think it was. 
Well, that's kind of a ding to the Bears, but yeah, I mean, but he basically didn't play all last year, anyways. He's he's been hurt. I just I felt like the last, you know. Oh no! Did we lose Drew again? Pain. Well, I tell you what. I really enjoyed having uh, old Cash Kansas on the uh, pod again. But I think it's time to wrap this guy up. I would say, Cash, if you're out, don't say nothing. I'll give you, give you two seconds. Well, I tell you what, I think it's uh, time to wrap this one up. This concludes the uh, Flyover Sam show. Um, we're not going to do any shameless plugs or anything. This was a disaster of a show, realistically speaking. And uh, But I'm glad you could be with the disaster. It was a good time. So to everyone who was listening, thanks again for uh, hanging with us. Hopefully you didn't hate this show too much. All right. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Peace out. We'll see you next time.